welcome to Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. Here, each week we engage in candid conversations with Nate, focusing in on some of the subjects brought up in the Sunday morning teaching shared at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. If given the choice, would you choose a car that has lots of power or a car that is weak? You know, most people would probably answer powerful, but what if that power makes it hard to control the car? Many people want to see God's power moving in their life, but they still want to control their life. In this episode of Unscripted, we discuss the power of God and letting His power consume every part of our lives. Let's join the discussion now. All right. Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. This was the last week that Nate has been going on sabbatical. He's going to be back in the pulpit next Sunday, Lord willing. This Sunday, yes. This Sunday. Next Sunday. It's still the next one. Okay. So, uh, and I'm, again, Evan Johnson, and I'm here hosting Pastor Paul on the show. Welcome, Paul. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah. Man, are you are you ready to be done being questioned? You like to ask lots of questions. I, yes. I feel like I've realized that. Yes. So... Um, but you're, you're ready to ask Nate some questions. Oh, I'm yeah. sure we're going to, we're going to hear a lot of sabbatical stories. I bet. So <laughs> I can't wait. I've had, I, I think I talked to him one time through the whole time that he's been gone. I can't, I just can't wait to hear everything that happened. Yeah. I'm excited. That's awesome. Well, you did a message in Ephesians. We finished chapter three of Ephesians. Yes, we did. Um, we finally did it. We got there. Uh, Ephesians three verses 19 to 20. And the title of the message was the power of God, right? That's what I called it. That's what you, that's what you titled your message. Yeah. And so talking about the verses here in, oh, it's 20 and 21. It's not 19 and 20. Yeah, that's my, I didn't want my, to my bad. Correct either, no, 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 no. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you could though. And that's, that's what <laughs> scripture's used for, right? That's right. Re- rebuking and reproving and all of those good things. So, and exhortation. So, yes. Um, but verses 20 to 21. Correct. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 I mean, that was a great show. Let's go. <laughs> Just kidding. Classic pastor move right there. Right. Um, but hey, you had you brought out some really cool things this Sunday that a lot of people from your generation really appreciated. <laughs> um, what were some of those things that you brought out, Paul? Well, I was talking about shopping for my first car. Mm. And I had a choice between a Ford Mustang Mach 1, 1970, and a 1972 Ford Pinto. And I chose the 1972 (laughs) Ford Pinto and caused at least one gentleman to get up and walk out. (laughs) Did you see that in the late service? No, I I didn't. I listened to the 9 a.m. He he got up. He was so disgusted that I chose the Pinto over the Mustang. But he he was just joking. He turned around. (laughs) He he came back and listened to the rest of the teaching. But but yeah, it was... uh, Looking back, I can't believe that I chose the Pinto over the Mustang, Mm. but when I drove the Mustang, it just scared me. It was just so powerful and, you know, 15-year-old kid learning how to drive a stick shift and all that goes along with that, you know, it just, uh, it scared me to have a car with that much power. And also it had this tiny little back window Mm. that I, I remember that too, that it like, I couldn't hardly see out of the back of it. And so I just felt unsafe in that car. 
So it had a lot of power and a lot of blind spots. Yeah, yeah like you couldn't see anything, but <laughs> you were moving fast. Sounds like the human life. So. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, but you alluded that to um, the the power of the Mustang and the power of the Pinto. To like sometimes we're afraid of the power mm-hmm. of God and what yeah. what it's going to do in our life. And I just I really appreciated I really appreciated that analogy because it's like yeah, a lot of times we're not willing to <laughs> to let God move in yeah. all the ways that He yeah. wants to in our life. Um, but was there anything from your, your time in your study, you know, or in preparing for this that you feel like you, you either weren't able to convey Mm -hmm. properly or enough of in your time? Well, I was ready for this question this week because I think you've asked me this every time we've done this. Every week. (laughs) It's my favorite question. I was ready. I actually cut out probably, um, three pages of notes out of this. Yeah. That. I had really dug into the ask and think part of this where he says, you know, uh, uh, that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And that really, it it like stuck out to me and someday maybe I'll, I'll do a teaching on this, (laughs) but, um, the, I, I just, I really picked that apart and I went and I looked back into some other scriptures and stuff, uh, that, that deal with that, um, I'm going to pull it up here on my computer so I can remind myself, but (laughs) you know, and it deals with prayer and, and I just like, as I was studying this out, it was interesting to me because like he talks about like anything that you ask or think. And I was like, is that talking about prayer? Is that, is there a word there? Is there something that, you know, led by the Holy spirit that Paul is, you know, just mentioning there, that's really kind of a deep thing to think about. But our prayer life, I think a lot of times people think of a prayer life as being, you know, where we say, dear God, and that's like calling on the phone. And then God answers, you know, and then we start talking to him. But I believe that I could make a case from scripture that God is always listening. He's like our iPhone. Like he's, <laughs> he's always listening to us. And there are other scriptures that talk about our thoughts being heard by God. And um, that, to me, I think was, you know, something I wanted to share, but I just didn't have time to get into it because it is quite a a bit to talk about. But I I, I think that that was something that, you know, I, I think what it helps us understand, and one of the biggest things I think is important for us to understand is that God is moving in our lives. And a lot of times we don't realize it because we're like, oh, what a coincidence. You know, like that, I was just thinking about that. And then, you know, this happened, you know. And then when we don't realize that it's the Lord, that he's listening to our thoughts, he cares about us. He cares about our concerns, our worries, our anxieties, and all of those things. And then when he moves, sometimes we don't realized that was the Lord answering a prayer, mm-hmm. uh, not not a, oh, Lord, thou art God, <laughs> you know, bendeth thy ear to me, you know, kind of prayer. But just, you were thinking about something, and, and one of the analogies that I had that I cut out was that, like, when you're in a marriage relationship, a lot of times you think out loud, you know, around your spouse. <laughs> and, you know, you're just like, you're in the kitchen, you see that the, the trash is full, and you're like, oh, man, I need to take the trash out. You just say it out loud. It's just a thought in your head, but your spouse hears you say that, but you're like super busy, got a lot of things going on and stuff. And because your spouse loves you, they're like, oh, I'll, I'll take the trash out for them. And they take the trash out. And when the, the trash is taken out, you're like, 
oh, did you take the trash out? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. And, and if they like, when you realize they love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they heard me talking about something, you know, thinking about taking the trash out and they took it out. And that's what I think, you know, when he says exceedingly abundantly above all, we can ask or think that the Lord is doing things in our lives. A lot of times that we don't notice that is exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. And, and just to understand like, no, he is, he's paying attention to my life and that the thought part of my life, he's listening in on all of that, which is mind boggling to think about. But, um, one of the stories that, that comes to mind is Hagar in the old Testament when Abraham, you know, he, uh, is, uh, you know, has, knows that God's going to give him a son and Sarah can't give him a son. Sarah's like sleep with the maid and he does. And, uh, she gets pregnant and then Sarah hates Hagar and Hagar runs away. And when she's out in the wilderness alone, uh, God, the angel of the Lord, which I believe is a Christophany, you know, and you know, Jesus showing up in the old Testament meets with her and talks with her and encourages her and says, you know, go back, you're going to be okay, you know, and everything's going to work out and stuff. And then she calls that place. She says, uh, it's in Genesis 16, 13, it says, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord after that experience mm-hmm. who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. And that's why I think that that think part is important, that God sees us. He, he sees your anxieties. He sees your worries. He sees your thoughts, your dreams, and all of that stuff. And then when he, he he moves and he does things with that exceedingly abundantly above all we could think, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that we should know that like that was the Lord that wasn't just a coincidence. Yeah, that's really powerful. I really, man, I'm kind of sad you left that out, but looking forward to maybe hearing that in a teaching. <laughs> but you might have just shared everything you, yeah, you right. knew about that, <laughs> there you go. so I just heard it all. Um, and even just while you were sharing that story and just about thoughts and stuff like that, made me think of Elijah when he was on the mountain, you know, and the Lord passed by and it says, you know, the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the mm. firestorm. He wasn't in the, the hurricane or all of those things, but he was in the still small voice. And he yeah. asked Elijah like three times, like, why are you here? Yeah. And like God already knew, yeah, totally. <laughs> God already knew, but he was just trying to get Elijah to admit why he was there, <laughs> you know, and just the fact that he met Elijah in that just moment it's that, just, yeah. and how often he does that in our lives. Yeah. He just, he meets us even, even in the midst of our thoughts and yeah. all of those things. Well, that you shared a uh, part of Psalm 139 uh, a couple weeks ago when you taught. Um, and then Psalm 139, it says this, it says, uh, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart mm. and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up, and it says, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. Mm-hmm. And that that just lays it out right there, right? Yeah. I mean, he's paying attention. Totally. Is that crazy that yeah. God pays attention to us like that? It blows my mind. Yeah. So, so cool. Um, and then just in your, in your teaching, some of the things that I wrote down um, – Man, I think there's been a there's been a powerful phrase that you've been sharing, um, 
just in your teachings, I feel like it's come up a lot and I've, and I've reminded myself of it a lot and a lot of people of it, but it's like, is our God not able, mm. you know, and just that how you even focus on that just a little, a little bit about it. Like now to him who is able, <laughs> like, yeah. how did you, how did you arrive there with that, with that thing? Here's what I'm going to here. I'm going to share what I wrote, okay. but then you can share yeah. more on that. It's like, um, God is able to do whatever, but sometimes he chooses to not do what he is able to do. Mm-hmm. He is sovereign and he's working all things out. Mm-hmm. But how did you like just that idea of able? Cause that, that word right. able, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, I don't even know of another word to use. So <laughs> it's the perfect word. So, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I think that we need to know that because when God is not performing and that's why I spent a lot of the time in the teaching talking about, how our relationship with God gets so skewed where we, we think of God as a slave almost, you know, that mm-hmm. he's to perform for us. And when he does, we worship him. But when he doesn't, we get mad at him. And, and I think that that understanding that he's able to do everything helps us in those moments when he's not performing the way we want him to perform, that it's not because he's not able to do it, but it's because it's either not the right time or it's not the best thing. And, and to come to terms with that, I think helps, helps us have a lot of peace about it in our life and stuff and go like, you know, I've, I've asked, I've thought, uh, he's not doing it. Then it's either not the best thing for me or it's not the right time. And then we don't have to obsess about those things and just, uh, have all these worries and cares and anxieties about stuff that it's just like, this is just, this is the best thing for you right now. It could be the worst thing yeah. <laughs> that you want but it could be the best thing for you. And, um, you know, I shared the example of David with his son who, yeah. who, who died and I can't think of a worse thing that yeah. could happen to have a child who dies, you know? And, um, and I know people I have good friends who have experienced that and it's just, it's just heartbreaking. But yet when it happened that because David understood the Lord so well, he was able to get up and worship the Lord. He like totally confounded his servants. They were like, I don't get it. Like you were, you were so upset and you were just like fasting and praying and everything when your son was still alive. But then when he died, then you like, everything changed. You like, everything was like back to normal and that didn't make sense to them. They were like, this is where you should like grieve and stuff now. But there was something that David understood the confidence that he had in the Lord. He's like, and he said, you know, well, one day I'm going to go see him again, you know, mm-hmm. in heaven, which is a great word for us. Anybody who's had a loved one who's passed on, one day you will see them again. But um, he said, he can't come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to move on. And yeah. and I, I love that. For, personally, that I relate to that a lot. It's like, if, if, if there's, like, if God is able to do it and he's not doing it, then I'm not going to obsess over it. I'm just going to move on, yeah. you know, and just like, if, if the right time comes up and it's the best thing for me, he'll make it happen. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate that story. I mean, uh, cause I just recently studied it and, um, and just knowing that the context of all of that and just being reminded that like, yeah, like David worshiped God, even though God didn't respond in the way that he wanted him to, you know, and just, yeah. And that it, just blew my mind. And then you shared the story of the Israelites, but you can go, go ahead. And well, I was going to say about David too. The The other thing about that is that th- that was his sin. Yeah. And he could have obsessed over that. Mm-hmm. He could have just been wrecked. Like, 
I, this is my fault. You know, it was like, you know, sleeping with Bathsheba, having her husband murdered. You know, that was that child that was uh, conceived in that sin that died. And so he could have just, that could have ruined his life forever, yeah. you know, at that moment. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty powerful story to think through for our lives and apply to our lives. You know, it's like we could get so caught up in like this bad thing happened. I asked God, oh, please don't let this happen. And it happened anyway. And then we could either get mad at God or we can get mad at ourselves and, and Satan would be happy with either of those choices, Yeah, you know, but for David to say, man, okay, I'm going to move on now because yeah. this was what the Lord willed. Totally. And just crazy. Just even thinking of that word able again, I was just, uh, as you were, as we were talking about David, I didn't think of it yesterday, but I thought of it just now, um, about, Abraham, when he offered up Isaac, and it speaks in Hebrews that, you know, as he, you know, as he was going to offer up Isaac, he trusted in God who was able to raise him from the dead and in a way received him back from the dead, even though he didn't actually die in a figure, like in the literal way, it was more figurative. Right. Um, But like, that's, that was the faith Abraham had in God. Right. He was able like, Hey, this was, this was your promise, God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer the promise back to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like just the, the ability of that in all of that is crazy. And God did exceedingly abundantly more <laughs> in that moment. Yeah. He provided the Ram. Yeah. Um, and hmm. he was able to do it, which is just, which is just super, super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there was a few other things that you touched on in your message. Um, yeah, I think, I think that part, what, man, what, how would you encourage someone who's really struggling with that thought? I guess, you know, when we worship God, when we get this talking about the Israelites as they, you know, were coming to the Red right. Sea and they, they were grumbling and complaining and mm-hmm. like, Oh, it would have been better if we had stayed in Egypt <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah, like we yeah. wouldn't be hunted or hemmed in by the sea. And, yeah. you know, and then even Moses encouraged them was like, just stand still and let your mm-hmm. God fight for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the encouragement. Right. But again, they didn't they didn't fall in worship there. And Pastor Michael in his message encouraged us that way too. He's like, man, yeah. with Gideon, like Gideon like worshiped before the like he heard what was gonna happen and then he worshiped right, God right, right there. Right. He didn't wait to get back to the camp. He worshiped God right there. And then his worship led him into action mm-hmm. to go forward and, and actually do what was before him. But you know, when we worship God and we and when we get what we want, we're not really worshiping him, right? You said we were worshiping ourselves mm-hmm. and the plan that we have for our life. Mm-hmm. I think in some way in that in that realm. And I don't think that that plays out in always. Like I'm just thinking of like, man, I wanted a wife <laughs> and God gave me an amazing wife. And yeah. so like I worship him because of that. I don't think... I definitely don't deserve my wife. Mm. Like she's so great. And so I think because it was more, she's more exceedingly abundantly (laughs) than I could ever hope. I could have ever hoped for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like, I mean, I worship God for that. I praise him for that. But do you think someone who's like, man, I prayed for a person like this Mm -hmm. and God gave them to me? Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. No. And that's what I, I did quickly say, you know, that, um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't worship God for all those awesome things that he does for us. My concern is that when he's not performing the way we want him to perform, 
that we don't complain and get mad at him is the issue. Because if we only worship God when mm-hmm. he's doing what we want, that's where there's a concern. Like if we only find ourselves, if we can't worship God in the worst of times, then we're not worshiping God because he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if we worship him just for who he is, we can worship him at any time, no matter what is going on in our life. But I think a lot of us, we worship through that lens of personal experience and like what how what have you done for me lately <laughs> you know and that that's going to determine my worship of you i think for me some of my sweetest worship times uh specifically speaking about singing uh praise to god you know because that's not the only way we worship but it's one of the ways we worship some of the sweetest times have been when things are just a mess you know and just nothing's going the way i want it to go when I take my eyes off of myself, put my eyes, and this is what Michael was talking about in his teaching, take my eyes off of myself and my situation and put my eyes on the Lord, it's just like, oh, <laughs> you know, your security comes back, your hope comes back, your joy comes back, you know, and and that's what I think it's a gift that God gives us to to worship him in the worst of times because it, it does take our eyes off of ourself and, and just place them on him. And like I said, he never changes. And so once you look at him, you're like, Oh, everything's okay. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I think that that's, um, it's just a, a concern if we find ourselves only worshiping God when he's doing what we want him to do. Yeah. Amen to that because then he wouldn't be God, right? <laughs> he would just be an idol that we would worship that has no power. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, man, I really appreciated also what you shared about the exceedingly abundantly above. Yeah. Um, what you were saying, like the word, like the words that Paul was like actually <laughs> right. writing, it was, what was it? Hyper parasos hyper. <laughs> In English? <laughs> uh, way more, way more than way more. Yeah. We should make t-shirts. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. But just that idea, right? That mind-blowing. Yeah, Yeah, just so much. He's just, he's so far beyond his ability. (laughs) It's just, like, I think we think of him in human terms so often, you know, which is just so limiting to who he is. But I just, I I love, and I kind of threw you under the bus a little bit, but uh, talking about your super stoked that super you stoked. we're super actually going to make those <laughs> uh, that you've used that numerous times and that's your phrase to share how excited you are about something you're super stoked super stoked super stoked and this was Paul just like man how can i as i'm ending this prayer how can i identify god's power mm. <laughs> exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or you know it's just like he couldn't make it more emphatic than he did and uh and it's yeah i love it that's awesome uh and then the the next phrase right after that is according to the power that works in us and as i was just kind of like reading this here and just thinking back to to last week when i was able to share and talking about like the power like we're like paul wants us to be strengthened with the power that only God can supply. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's according to that same power. And you talked a lot about that with the car and everything like that, but it was like, it was like that dynamite and you shared about holding the little firecracker in your (laughs) hand. How did that, like you actually felt like you lost your hand. Yeah. My whole hand went numb when the firecracker went off in my hand and just like, I thought, you know, I didn't even want to look at it because I thought (laughs) I had blown my hand off because I couldn't feel it at all. That's crazy. How old were you? I was probably 
that a little eight, nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a little I, I was scared you were going to say like 30 or something <laughs> like that. No, no. So, uh, awesome. But yeah, that, uh, that power, like, you know, I, I, the whole analogy with the cars and all of that was just, it, I just felt like the Lord just dispensed that to me to share because it just, like, we got, it, it's, it's, um, I can't try to think of the word, but it's all or nothing kind of in a sense, you know, like we want God to move in our life, his power to move in our life, to do things that we want him to do, but yet we won't allow his power to come into our life, to control our lives, to lead us and to guide us, to, to walk out his word and his instructions that he's given us in his word. You know, we're like, I want to live the way I want to live, but I want your power to do what I want done in my life. And you can't do it. It, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's kind of like an all or nothing. It's like if you invite his dynamite power into your life, it's going to be scary at times. It's going to be, you know, like, oh, no, what's going to happen? You know, I can't. And, and that's the reality of what it means to, to follow the Lord. But, but then you'll start to see his power do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. But like, that's what I, I feel like that's what Paul was saying there, according to the power that works in you. Like, you're going to see that exceedingly mm. abundant power as much as you allow it to come into your mm. life and to lead and guide your life. You will see that power start to do things. And I like that. I, I, I say amen, because yeah. that's definitely what I've seen in my life. As much as I've let him into my life to lead and guide me into some scary places, um, then he shows up. Yeah, <laughs> That's when you see, whoa, yeah. <laughs> he is really God. Yeah. He is, he can do anything. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I really appreciated you sharing all your your experiences too, right? When you were in Bakersfield and you were like, I want to be in the mountains. Yeah. And you're like, Well, we're not in the mountains. Yeah. And then even being called to Louisiana, you're like, still not in the mountains, you know? Yeah. And then like going through cancer, still not in the mountains. <laughs> like probably in the <laughs> darkest valley at yeah. that point is yeah. what what it felt like. But then like God was faithful to to bring all that through. And I can even think of stories in my own life, like where yeah. like I was like, man, this is not where I want to be. And like, yeah. this is not what I want for my life. But I had to come to terms with, well, what does God want for my life mm. and to trust him. And then yeah. not, you know, and I don't think, yeah, I think Psalm 34, seven or 37, four, which everyone says, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. Because when you're delighting yourself in the Lord, they're not actually your desires. <laughs> like, he's right? putting those like desires He's putting in his yeah. desires yeah. inside of you. Totally. And they're naturally, the byproduct of that is that he wants to give you those yeah. things that come from him. Yeah. And I, and not that being in the mountains was a bad desire. Right. It was a bad desire at that time because yeah. you weren't ready. Like you were wanting it. Time, yeah. It wasn't time yeah. in that way. And that through all of those things, he did exceedingly and abundantly more mm -hmm. in, in, in this time now that you're here mm -hmm. than could have ever happened in those right. times. Right. Because, right. you know, I think there's a, there's a phrase I love, you know, and I, I think it's, a lot of people use it, but like you miss the trees for the forest or you right. miss the forest for the trees or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember which one, but you're so focused on what's in front of you that you can't see the big picture yeah. that's going on. Yeah. And I think sometimes we need to be focused on that stuff that's right in front of us. Mm. But I think we need to like zoom out mm -hmm. or get perspective yeah. and like see what God is doing and be like, whoa, like you're yeah. doing 
exceedingly abundantly more right now in this, like where I am currently. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, of Paul's words of like, I've learned to be content in any mm. state that I'm in, you know, and I love that, that, you know, one of the versions says state, you know, because that's what a lot of people are like, who <laughs> don't like the state I live in. I want to live, move to another state. But, um, but I think that that's the thing, because I mean, even in those, you know, when I hearken back to those days, I wasn't like all, oh, my life is stink. I yeah. hate my life. You know, it was like, we were content. We saw the Lord moving. He mm -hmm. was doing things, you know, um, but it wasn't the culmination of totally. something that, you know, I felt like a desire. Like you said, I love that you pulled that out because I think that's so accurate. You know, it's like you delight yourself in the Lord. And then he puts these desires in your heart that he wants to fulfill in his time. Yeah. Not in your time, but in his time. And so, you know, that was the, the thing. It's like, you know, we weren't just like, I wasn't just all bummed out. All totally. the, hey, hey, Paul, you know, when we're living in Louisiana, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm not in the mountains. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it wasn't like that yeah, at all, but totally. it was uh, just, uh, you know, I think a dream that God put in there because he knew this day would come, you know, when I get to be here. I have a friend who pastors a church in downtown San Francisco. And uh, when he told me that God was calling him there and he felt, he said he felt like he was in the flesh because he was so excited about mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, dude, I'm not excited about it. <laughs> I'm like, I would hate to live in <laughs> yeah, downtown I'm... San Francisco, but that's the desire that God put in his heart, yeah. you know? And so I think, I, I think that's so, so beautiful to know that, mm. that God loves us that much that he would put desires in our hearts and then uh, fulfill them. Yeah. And, and even who knows what's next, you know? For, yeah, for, I was in the rest about of your that. life, like right, like what does God have next? I was like, I might be dying sometime <laughs> soon. I feel like I've got to the culmination here. <laughs> well, the culmination's heaven, so there you, go. you know, yeah. I mean, there's the is desire, the right? Step? He's put eternity in all men's hearts, you know. So, Amen. Awesome. Amen. Well, Paul, thanks so much for your teaching and for just your wisdom and your leadership over these last, you know, six weeks while Nate's been on sabbatical, and just I know a lot of people have really been blessed to hear not just from from you but from all of us who've been able to yeah. teach and like it's just been a really sweet season and yeah. but i'm excited for nate to be back it'll be totally. good I'm super stoked for him to come back and share a lot of those sabbatical stories because i'm sure <laughs> there will be a lot Can't wait. i hope so i know you know i i was thinking about sharing it in the teaching and i just felt like that wasn't the right time or place or whatever but i'm just so i i am so stoked to be super stoked to be um <laughs> on this staff, I just feel like we have a really special thing that's mm -hmm. happening here. And it's not to say other churches are worse than us or anything like that, but I just am, uh, and I think over the sabbatical time, it's just, you know, shown us that uh, it's just like, we got a good family here and we're all about the same thing. And, and I love how like nobody took time off while Nate was gone, you know, like, oh, we'll just check out the, the lead guy's gone. We'll just like, you know, take vacation how everybody just works so hard in that time. And, and, uh, it just excited about the, the future of what's going to happen at mountain life here. Amen. Well, praise God. And thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. If you'd like more material from Pastor Nate, you can go to PastorNate.com. That's the word pastor, the letter N, and the number 8.com. And for more information about our church, you can connect with us through our website at mountainlife.church. Hope you can join us again next week as we continue the conversation.